0: Hello everybody and welcome back to this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast, solely focused on the theme, We Can, We Will. Whether this COVID-19 storm, as business owners that is, if we haven't met yet, hello, I'm Fee, and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did, slash the one asking the questions throughout these episodes. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back and thank you so much as always for tuning in. Before I introduce today's guest, I am so pleased to say that this bonus We Can, We Will series is now sponsored by Tide Business Current Accounts aka the business current account dedicated to startups, entrepreneurs and freelancers that I've personally been using and have loved ever since I made the switch to being a limited company at the end of 2018. Not only have Tide set up a hub on their website, which you can find by heading to www.tide.co, that's solely focused on supporting small businesses during the COVID-19 outbreak, that you'll also be pleased to know cuts through all of the noise and misinformation out there and instead provides the latest news, advice and government support dedicated specifically to small business owners. Tide are also offering She Can, She Did listeners, aka you, with up to three months free access to their upgraded account Tide Plus to support us all even more during the coming months. Essentially, you can set up a regular business current account in about 10 minutes on the Tide app, which is the one that I've been using for the past 18 months. But this upgrade that usually costs £9.99 per month will give all of us access to the Tide Plus features including access to the Tide Plus member support phone line, a free 24-7 legal helpline that provides additional legal support around the clock, 20 free transfers per month, prioritised in-app support that will push your queries to the front of the queue so you don't have to wait. Plus, the fanciest perk, if you ask me, an oh-so-exclusive matte black card that will make you stand out from the normal blue card lot. To get started, all you need to do is download the Tide app and enter the code PODCAST in the in-app chat to activate the offer. The T's and C's are listed in the show notes below, of course, along with the link to their amazing hub that I've been speaking about in recent weeks. I really, really do hope that you find it as useful as I did. Anyway, back to today's episode, in which I spoke to Dipali Nanjia, an angel investor and investment advisor whose work I've been following for a while now, as she is best known for supporting and investing in female families. Founders. Having invested in the likes of Pension B, Live Better with, and Adia Health, Dipali was also selected to invest on behalf of Atomico's Angel Program this year. The program, was set up by the European VC Fund in 2018, that gives 15 angel investors across Europe $100,000 each to invest in early-stage startups each year. In 2020, they were honing in on businesses led by female founders and/or companies that focused on sustainability. With that in mind, given that COVID-19 has disrupted so many businesses to date and created so much uncertainty for founders looking to raise investment, I wanted to chat to Parley to find out what impact the virus has had on her plans for investing in the coming months and what advice she has for those of us who'd been gearing up to raise funds too. This is the amazing advice that she had to say. I I was having a look at one of the um, like what I'm just having a little peek at your Instagram anyway, but I noticed I went right back to kind of just pre lockdown and looking at the kind of build up to when Boris announced that we were going into lockdown and you wrote a letter to female founders on the 20th of March and you said, it's a time for being here 200% for the companies I advise and I've invested in as much as it is a time on a personal level for reflection. And it really resonated. So let's dive in with, you know, what impact has the coronavirus had on your day to day runnings of, of your business and how you advise founders and, and your investment processes, all of that kind of thing. And how has it played out over the course of the past what are we in, seven weeks now? I yeah, think?
1: six or seven weeks. Yeah. I can't even remember now. I've just kind of lost track. Yeah, it's really. a blur, isn't it? <laughs> um, you know, I advise female founders on their fundraisers. So there are two aspects, right? One is just the advisory bit where, you know, when they start their fundraising process, I help them through that whole thing, through their investor readiness and then connecting them to investors. And the second bit is actually making investments. So uh, that, is, that is what I do. On the first bit where I'm advising female founders, they will probably be an impact on the business you know what i do is quite niche there're not many people out there like me who are focusing on female founders and i've done this for very many years so i've obviously known uh, known in the industry for doing this so of course it will impact my business but i'm lucky enough that i'm still supporting a few female founders on their raises right now they're fantastic uh, having said that some of the raises will be delayed you know they might take twice as long some of them might not close because, uh, you know, you know, there might be valuation reductions, there might be punitive terms in term sheets that have been put in that founders should not really accept and will not really accept. So there will definitely be an impact to my business. Having said that, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine and, and she kind of mentioned she was like, you know, you've been doing this for so long, uh, you know, the ecosystem. So well. So I'm hoping that at this point in time. Founders also realize that they need a value-add advisor and somebody who's experienced and has done it for many, many years. So I'm hoping that I continue to pick up clients, but it's very likely that I might not. You know, that's okay. something I, I think about every single day. Uh, in the last few weeks, so that's on the on on the advisory side, obviously. On the investment side, I'll talk about it in more detail, but. I'm continuing to invest definitely through the cycle. Uh, I'm lucky enough, enough to have Atomico capital this year. I'm part of the Atomico Angel program. I would not have had any private capital because you know we've lost money as well in the public market, but because I have the Atomico capital, I'm lucky enough that I can continue to invest. <laughs> my son is trying to come in. So I'm so sorry. No, no. Uh, and in terms of my, in terms of my, you know, day-to-day business and what I'm you know, in terms of the time that I spend and what I might be doing differently. Initially, I would speak at one event a month, you know, one panel a month. I'm obviously doing it more regularly because I think people want to hear, people want to understand how to navigate the crisis. So I've been doing maybe one a week Sometimes more than one a week and it's quite tiring, but have been doing that. I think it's also a brand building exercise for me. It's trying to help as many female founders as I can. I've been doing a fair amount of pro bono work. You know, lots of women have reached out to me on email, on LinkedIn, and I've been spending 15, 20, 30 minutes just talking to them about how they should navigate the crisis. I've also taken this time to talk to a lot of VCs. Uh, You know, I I know quite a few of them, but I also don't know some of them. So I'm, you know, because I don't have to actually commute and physically go to offices, it's much easier to set up Zoom calls and you can get a lot of them done.
0: Yeah, I read that in your Better that you had reached out um just to kind of gauge where their thoughts were and heads were back at in- appetite.
1: Yeah, exactly. And again, I'm continuing to talk to them on a weekly basis. There's some you know new ones that I meet every week, there's some old ones that I talk to to understand the investment stance because I'm a conduit between the founders as well as the VC community. So try and understand better what the investment stance is.
0: You kind of cut in there then, in terms of like how that's evolved, there was so much panic in that first. First couple of weeks. And I do feel like everyone's slowly starting to kind of it's it's a new normal. We're all we all know it's a little bubble that we're living in right now. It will pop eventually, but we're starting to kind of just adjust. But I'm I really don't want to downplay how panicked people were like six, seven weeks ago. So have you kind of seen people um when they're writing to you has that Has it changed, you know, what they're coming to you with um, in terms of the VCs that you're speaking to? Have those conversations shifted? You know, does that make sense? You know, how it's how it's.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would say that initially when I reached out and you will see that in my article, many of them said they are business as usual, but they are spending a lot of time on their portfolio, which kind of makes sense. And I think there was a shift to resource allocation portfolio because you know it, it's it's their children who are sick rather than children that are unborn that they haven't yet invested in so obviously there would be a huge focus on that and I think that they've taken five or six weeks to get a better handle on that they're probably having regular calls with their portfolio to see how you know they're cutting down or uh, increasing their runways cutting down marketing cutting down you know spend so definitely I would think that now uh, things are getting back to a a much better normal. I also think personally, you know, people who are suddenly stuck at home with their children and have to do everything, you know, there's a lot to suddenly adjust to. uh, And I think we are beginning to see a new normal. Yeah. Uh, I just want to add that I've also spent some time, you know, feeding back on the Future Fund and some of the government funding initiatives. uh, And let's hope, uh, let's hope they work in our favor. So, you know, that's what I've been spending my time on. And uh, I do feel that we're getting to that new normal, whatever that is. I know, it's so
0: funny. We all keep saying this new normal, but no one really understands what it means to it. It's like kind of um in agreement that something's definitely changed, but we don't know what that world's going to look like on the other side. OK, in terms of you personally, then right now, what are we? It's the 28th of April. What are your biggest concerns right now and going forward? Where are your priorities for the next few weeks and
1: months? So initially, obviously, my priority was also my portfolio to make sure that they have enough capital uh, to last them 12 to 18 months. You know, there's some businesses that I invested in early this year, and some businesses that I've invested in that are still in product development phase, and they should be fine because they're quite far away from launch, right, or have raised a significant amount of capital. But I'm also invested in businesses that were fundraising. Mm. So obviously trying to make sure that they have adequate capital. And if not, they try and cut down costs as fast as possible to try and give them a runway of at least 12 months. And if if they can, 18 months, that's what the cycle that we're looking at right now. Uh, And as an investor, as an investor, I'm still investing. So I'm meeting new founders. I did a fair amount of due diligence on a on a on a biotech company recently, uh, looking to invest in it. I'm meeting new founders every week uh, because of Atomico. I'm very grateful for that capital. So we'll continue to invest. And I also feel that. Uh, smart investors invest through the cycles early stage investing is such a long-term horizon that the next 12 months should not impact really you know a lot of depending on the stage and depending on the sector there are lots of sectors you can still find interesting investments in and uh, I think smart investors invest through the cycle I also feel there are lots of very many interesting businesses that are born in the time of crises, because, you know, good founders are looking to always solve problems. And uh, there might be some interesting businesses that come out. So I'm definitely on the lookout to invest in female founders.
0: What's your advice then for any founders listening, you know, in terms of approaching investors at this time, because of the fact that everything's being done online at the moment with Zoom calls, etc, etc. Are people getting more creative in terms of how they reach
1: out to you? Or, you know, what's your advice for that? Founders that are currently fundraising, I would say that when you're going out pitching, you should definitely make sure you have capital for, you know, you're raising enough for 12 to 18 months and if possible longer because fundraising is very hard and I feel you need even more grit and resilience to fundraise during this time because it's just going to take longer. And before you even start fundraising, think about the amount of capital you really need and raise just what you need. Uh, really, in terms of product development, probably look at your marketing and focus on retention rather than acquisition because the you know very few places that consumers are still willing to spend money on. So really look at your PL that you might have built pre-COVID, but almost rebuild it for, for this new world that we're living in for the next 18 months and see what exact you know, you might not need as much as as much cash as you might have thought. It's also a great time to find you know, good people because there are lots of good people out there. So uh, you know, for those who are still in product development phase who might not have gotten access to tech talent, might find it easier. So really figure out how best to spend that money uh, before you go out and reach investors. There are also some investors who are traditionally later stage investors, so series A and beyond, who are now thinking of investing slightly earlier mm-hmm. because it's harder to write big, checks on zoom so I think there might be have been unapproachable in the past but it might be okay to approach them now right yeah lastly I would say that zoom pitching is uh, is an art in itself because it's you know I'm sometimes on calls and the founders are not expressive enough or sometimes I'm on calls and the founders are too fast and I don't get to ask a question so it's really like pausing and trying to understand body language Uh, And giving the other person a chance to speak, trying to recreate what your office might have been like on a Zoom call by bringing in other team members so they can understand the dynamics. It's really like bringing in that human element into Zoom uh, is quite key. Uh, quite key to do
0: I can imagine like even doing these podcasts you know I always record podcasts I tend to travel around the country and do them in person and I've found it just it's a completely different dynamic recording Over here, because it's just that the back and forth, you have to wait because of the wire and it just cuts in and it's always, yeah. And my son walking in. (laughs) (laughs) But let's roll with that then, because you obviously, you are a mum I know you've got a dog. You mentioned, you know, that you're advising all of these different founders at the moment you're doing pro bono work. Um, I've seen on your Instagram, the number of um, Zoom calls you're on a day, you know, how are you juggling your your day right now and making sure that you are ultimately, I always think when you're giving back so much, how are you making sure you're looking after yourself as well throughout all of this?
1: Uh, I am very tired. I will tell you that because, and right before you, I just went on rituals, which is like, I don't know if you know, rituals, they have like, they sell, like, creams and body... Oh, my gosh, and gosh. Oh, no. research, <laughs> I love... Oh, I know. I I just went on their website and I bought some foot balm because, you know, obviously I haven't been for a pedicure for a long time. So <laughs> I feel like my feet are looking old. And I ordered some body scrub and I was like, can't wait for it to come. It's at Saturday, 2nd of May. Your order will be 15. The countdown is on. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I've been... Um, I go for a run every morning and sometimes I'm really tired, but I still kind of go. I take the dog out. I've been trying to go for walks on the weekend with my husband, uh, with the dog. I've been trying to meditate, but I don't think enough. You know, I think I should do it every day, but I just don't get a chance. I get too tired. I'm still trying to read. I was part of a book club and now the book club has gone virtual. So still just finished reading a book, just started a new one. Uh, again I get very little time so whatever you know 20 minutes I might get here or there I spend time uh, doing that my son is very entertaining and most of all very kind and I think at a time like this you need kindness Mm. you know you need that hug so he might come to me every now and then at my desk and he says mama you look really stressed can I give you a hug Mm. and um, I think because he's so kind I think it really helps Uh, with the day but I am actually very tired you can probably tell by my voice that I am really tired
0: no I mean I don't blame you though like you're you're, like you said your schedule is just you know I think it really has there's a lot of people that kind of taken using this time to put the brakes on a bit and just kind of you know compose themselves and see where some you know some founders I've spoken to they've um they've followed themselves and they're just kind of taking that time but others I do think that you know it really has it's just suddenly it's become even busier.
1: Yeah. And I think Zoom, Zoom takes a lot of energy. I think it's because you're giving a lot of energy because you're still trying to be animated. Yeah. But you're not getting because it's a technology, it's a machine on the other side. So you're not getting as much positive yeah. energy back. And I think it's just drains you at the end of the day. But I have been cooking and I'm not a cook. But I've tried <laughs> all these different recipes and my son thinks I'm a Michelin star. chef. <laughs> Just milk it. while are you think that? So. Mommy, you should open a restaurant when you retire. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Good. <laughs> no,
0: I, I. Do you know what though? Cooking is one of you said running as well. Um, and I'm the same. Like I, it was raining today where I am, and um, yeah. you just force yourself to go sometimes. Like, and it always you get to the end of a run, and it just clears your head, and you're like, okay, that was worth it. But I was saying cooking to me, ultimate switch off.
1: But you know, but you know, Fiona, I just want to add all my female founders, you know, I've only invested in female founders and, you know, other than other than the cash, other than the fact that they might be fundraising, other than the fact that they might be following, you know, they need to take care of their families, they need to work and juggle so much more with their children. And so that is quite worrisome. And I, you know, often... Do tell them, I hope you're taking some time out for self-care. I know it's very hard, but uh, unless you look after yourself, you can't really look after your business.
0: It's so, so true. Um, and um, I think it's like one of those things that it's said so often, but actually listening and really putting into practice two separate things isn't it like we all know that self-care is important but actually really being strict with yourself and finding that time yeah Um, okay and then in terms of just general advice then to for any founders listening um who are looking to raise right now or even just running running businesses and trying to make this this bubble that we're in right now work for them what would you say to them
1: i mean in some cases you might find some businesses are pivoting you know, and, and that works for them. You know, it's a great way for them to show what they can do at this time of crisis. Some businesses need to figure out how to retain customers because when we emerge from this crisis, there's going to be uh, you know, founder investors can't look as much as growth. But they will definitely look at retention and see how has this company been able to retain the customers that they acquired pre-COVID. So focus on retention. I would say um, focus on, uh, you know, many founders have not lived through an economic crisis. They focus. they're young. Uh, You know, I've lived through three economic crises, but that's because I'm much older. If you haven't lived through an economic crisis, it's kind of harder to navigate uncharted waters I would say go out and ask for advice call people call other founders you know have a community of people you can talk to personally professionally I think you know that will help you on track and also help you keep sane to some degree when you're sharing experiences with others. Obviously, pitching on Zoom is very important and being able to pitch appropriately uh, is quite important at this time. But I think I do think that good founders ultimately will get funded and we'll have some amazing new businesses coming out of this crisis. We will have lots of capital that might also be on the sidelines, which will be deployed right after the crisis. So I think you know there's I'm looking at towards the light at the end of the tunnel yeah um and and, you know just keep going and be resilient I wish I had a I wish I had other tips but at this time you know grit resilience self-care all those kinds of things become even more important
0: absolutely and you know you mentioned like community there given that so many people turn to you for advice and support who do you turn to when you actually need some
1: So I do have a lot of girlfriends that I talk to very regularly. In fact, my girlfriend messaged me at 7.30 this morning saying, are you up? And I said, of course I'm up. I'm ready to go out for my run. And she was like, cause I miss you. You're so busy. I haven't spoken to you. So, you know, I talked to groups of them. In the beginning, I had a call, like the three couples or four couples, we're very close and we would have a call every evening at 7.45 on Zoom. But to be honest, I'm exhausted now to do that. So uh, I do talk to them, you know, every few days and will definitely talk to them on the weekend. Uh, I've been trying to connect with uh, my book club ladies, talk to them quite regularly. I have some close friends in America that I talk to, my family lives in India, I have family in the state, So I try and, you know, I've tried to bring them all together onto Zoom calls. Yes. So I said, let's do a family Zoom in America, let's do a family Zoom in India, you know, with my Indian family. To be honest, I uh, talk to a lot of people, but I also talk to, you know, my husband uh, and my son. I have a daughter who's a teenager, so she's a little harder to talk to. But... Uh, <laughs> I do, I mean... We've all been there. Yeah, (laughs) correct, exactly. So... (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah and I go for a walk with my son sometimes in the evening and he's little but he understands quite a lot so uh, you know I do talk to, talk to lots of people
0: yeah I love that okay um, to very last question then Dipali when we're out the other side um, how other than going on rituals and buying <laughs> yourself
1: some foot cream what are you going to do to reward yourself well the first thing I'm going to do is go for a massage yes yeah. I love massages and I'm just exhausted from sitting on the chair so definitely the first thing I'll just go for a massage um I'd love to go to India to see my family I'm lucky that I went in December after a long time so uh, at least I went more recently but I don't think I think it'd be another 12 months before I can go you know maybe even longer Mm. obviously see my girlfriends see my friends who I see quite regularly on the weekends it's really about getting a hug from people that I love yeah so that's I know I'm, I'm just
0: such a hugger at my events and um, it was so funny the London my last London mingle was at the beginning of March and it was when uh, we were told that we you know hugging was it was we p- people weren't really taking it super seriously and I remember just everyone going around and I'd give them a hug and then it'd be like oh can we do this can we not and it's so strange isn't it not being able to yeah. Hug people? It's, yeah bizarre
1: I remember speaking on a panel I think maybe the week before COVID it was all those women's day things that I spoke at and I was doing like, I was doing namaste because I wasn't sure whether it was okay to hug. But I'm a hugger. I need several hugs a day from several people. So <laughs> sometimes I just go to my husband and I'm like, can I just get a hug? Yeah. Because I just need someone to give me a tight hug. Because I think it, there's something hormonal about it that changes things in our, in our brain chemistry or whatever. So that's what I want. A few hugs and a few massages.
0: You know, I was—I read um—Michelle um, um Michelle Obama put something on her Instagram because she's got a new Netflix documentary that's followed her becoming tour, and um, she wrote. Oh, really,
1: I read becoming. I didn't know there's a new. Is it out already?
0: No, it'll be in May, and it. Okay. I'm so excited for it. But she she basically said in that Instagram caption how she's a hugger, and it just it just what's the word I'm looking for when you're on the same level, just yeah, parity yeah exactly and, yeah. and she, it's why she hugs people and you instantly everyone's put at ease she feels at ease and it's just it cuts that bravado doesn't it right down so yeah, uh, yeah. i just have so much respect for her so what whatever michelle obama says <laughs> <me>. <laughs> um, honestly dufali thank you so much i know how busy you are and um i have no doubt that everyone listening is going to have learned so much from that and i yeah thank you
1: no problem i'm going to take a big
0: Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the She Can, She Did podcast. It really, really does mean a lot. If you happen to enjoy it, it would mean so much to me if you could please rate and review the series because rumour has it, it helps to boost the podcast in the charts, which allows more female founders and aspiring business owners to find it. For now, though, I really, really hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening once again, and please do look out for tomorrow's episode.